Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on September 19th, 2019, 999. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just this that. segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions, a local advertising agency. Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your actualized visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At your actualized visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling Your Actualized Visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what Your Actualized Visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I am well, Joe. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's I, not happy I, Thursday, but, you know. It's, no, no, that's happy Friday, but... You know, I've I think I've coined I well, I not coined, but I have made a word. Let me think how can I put this? Um mm. I am now using the word weekend as a verb. Okay. So as in as in are you ready to weekend? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that could that could, yeah. that could be my new Thursday. Hey, Joe, are you ready to weekend? Who's ready to weekend? Yeah. Right. Because, you know, yeah. Thursday you know, Thursday is really the start of the weekend, you know, nowadays, uh, for a while, actually, right. for me, at least. Right. So, uh, I think that's a worthy uh, – comp- uh, uh, I think that's a worthy successor to hump day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you ready to weekend? Yeah. Are you ready to weekend? I'm ready to weekend. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I said, I'm using it as a verb now. I know a lot of people have been doing that. Um, you know, eventing is a thing now, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention something to you. I, I know that I've told you about the um, uh, Sunday fun day on the dock. 
that's been going on yeah. all summer long at the Portofino Hotel and Marina. Yes. And I, I I haven't gone every Sunday. I went last weekend. I went a couple weekends before that, and I'm definitely going this weekend. But it's it's my new favorite way to spend Sunday afternoon. But the the timing is just perfect. Sunday afternoons mm-hmm. from three to six, right? Because on Sundays, mm-hmm. you know, you sleep in, you go to church, you go to brunch, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of mm-hmm. and then the day is kind of like, yeah, what are you doing? You know, you don't you don't. I, me personally, you don't accomplish much, you know. Uh, Saturdays are the days <laughs> for running errands and stuff around the house, you know. But but Sundays are Sundays are, you know, um, you know, unless you know, growing up in my family, we had early Sunday dinner every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you know, like two or three o'clock, we would do early Sunday dinner, and a bunch of people would come over the house. But we don't do that here. I don't have family here, so we don't do that here. Uh, mm-hmm. So the rest of you know Sunday after you do your thing. In the morning, early afternoon, mm-hmm. you not 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 mm-hmm. a lot going on. So I have been going down to the dock, and it is just more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Uh, I'm not kidding, Joe. Uh, last mm-hmm. week, Feed the Kitty played. Uh, Feed the Kitty has a huge local following. The place was packed. But what I wanted to mention was, I, I it was very rewarding for me. I had at least half a dozen people. Um, come up and introduce themselves and tell me that they were there because they saw it in my weekend guide or on the website. Oh, whoa! Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it it's all you know. It's always great to hear that. You know, when you're right. doing something right. and people are actually following it and they're taking your suggestions and they're attending these events and they and and they're like, this is great. You know, so right. so that that was a lot of it was it was validation. You know. All this hard work I'm doing, okay. it's, it's validating. So, uh, yeah. So it was, it was, it was great. It was great. And uh, this this Sunday, Arnie Vilches and friends is going to be playing again. And I saw him about three weeks ago, and we danced the afternoon away. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. That's that's kind of part of my plan for this weekend. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, it reminds me though when you say Sundays are are strange, wonderful, lazy days. Uh, I used to work as you. I don't know if you know, but I used to work for a uh, Orthodox Jewish company in the software development field, and uh, I, I can't I can't tell you how often uh, my friends or or my boss would say, you know, Joe. Jews have a very, very special uh, advantage. Really? What is that? Tell me what that advantage is. We have an extra day every week <laughs> because my friend uh, in particular, uh, he said, I work hard on Sunday. Sunday is like a free day. It's a day I can get all this work done. There's no one. The traffic is low. It's, uh, it's a great day <laughs> to do. Yeah, well, they, it's they to switch. There. It, it, it's a switch because they uh, uh, see the Sabbath on Saturday, right? So Friday, Sunday, Sunday sundown, is Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So so Sunday is their Saturday. Yeah. So it's just it's yeah, just a flip flop. Yeah. It's a great day. They get all this work done, and they say there's nobody around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um. So. I'm ready. This is a great conversation we're going to have, Jackie. I'm really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to do some one of our favorite. Old... What's up? 
we get to do some I'm catching so, up with an old friend. I know, I know. I'm so excited. Jackie, who's our guest today? Okay, so this morning we have a returning guest. Mark Nicholas from Manhattan Beach Studios. Now, Mark is the owner of Manhattan Beach Studios, which is a studio built around creating artistic content and help artists and businesses be successful. Mark graduated from Syracuse University College of Law and practiced law for more than two decades, advising and consulting artists and businesses prior to becoming a full-time creative. He has worked as a sound technician for bands such as 10,000 Maniacs and Meatloaf and has been a voting member of the Grammys for 15 years. As a photographer, Mark enjoys product and commercial photography. He's a South Bay fixture, having taught hundreds of photography classes and is the recipient of numerous awards and accolades for his images. Now, this morning, as I said, we're going to catch up with Mark. We're going to learn a little bit more about Manhattan Beach Studios, what they do, and some of the many events Mark has scheduled Welcome back to the program, Mark. So glad you could join us again this morning. Are you Welcome. there, Mark? I hear him. I'm afraid I hear him, but he can't hear us. I think you're right. I'm not sure why. Maybe that would be weird if he had us on mute. He might have us on mute. Mark, do you have us on mute? No, he's not. No, because if he had us on mute, we couldn't hear him. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, right. What? I'm going to try calling other line. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me try this one again. Um, okay. That's very strange. Okay. So I said we can hear very him, strange. but he can't hear us. Okay, let me, I think let me, right. let me do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting, ladies and gentlemen, because, yes, Mark is an amazing figure in the South Bay and has some amazing... Hello. Uh, hey, Mark, hi. you're there. We, we could hear you, but I don't think you could hear us before. We're, we're chatting away, and but now we can hear you. There we go. Hi. There we go. Well, Mark, uh, you've been introduced. I don't know if you heard that or not. <laughs> But everyone out there knows that you've been a voting member of the Grammys for 15 years. So let's start there, Mark, because you have had such a wonderful career that that most people would say, really? I'd love to do just one of those things, but you've done a few of those things. Tell us about that. How does it all come together to uh, the ultimate Manhattan Beach Studios? (laughs) Well, I, it, it's it's a funny question, Joe. Um, I think it starts with a little bit of envy and jealousy. I had friends <laughs> that were doing things, and I wanted to yeah. be a part of it. I mm. lived on a college dorm with some amazing musicians, and they put in at this college, which is called Susquehanna University in Pennsylvania, they put together a studio engineering class. And mm. it was designed for these amazing musicians that I happen to be friends with. And it was taught Mm. by a fellow by the name of Bob Spangler, who's passed away. And Bob Mm -hmm. was one of the core people in Whitney Houston's team at the time, building her home studio and things like that. So it was just sort of luck and happenstance. I was interested. I took the class with everybody else. And as the class went on, he, uh, the teacher told us, if you'd like to go on the road with any band, you can imagine, I'll set you up. And at that point, Meatloaf was coming through, and I 
jumped on it. I said, could I go uh, with him? And Bob set it up and I started out as a roadie. And then uh, as time went on, I was allowed to start doing things like mixing the music for the musicians, monitor mixing on stage. Mm -hmm. And I just got into it. Uh, and mm -hmm. that, that's sort of mm -hmm. been my path is it's just being surrounded by friends and, and colleagues who are doing interesting things and wanting to be a part of it. And gradually I ended right. up uh, coming up do, doing it on my own. Well, mm -hmm. and this right. is while, and this is while you're going to college and you're getting, you're studying law. Is is that the same, at the same time you're doing this? Uh, well, it, it, everything sort of overlaps. I became a studio engineer while I was in college. I was, I was going to college and playing football and doing all the college things. Mm -hmm. When I graduated and ended up going to law school, that was when I continued on. And not only was I releasing my own albums now that I was in, you know, when I became, particularly when I became a lawyer, I was mm -hmm. starting to release my own albums, but with enough money now with a day job that was uh, allowing me to buy some nice equipment and things like that, I started to go mm -hmm. on the big trips. I started to really embrace complex forms of photography. And it, mm -hmm. it, it was more the places that got the places and the people I was with that got me into the photography. For instance, I wanted to see the Northern lights. I went up, I took pictures of the Northern lights and I came back. And next thing you know, I have embraced astrophotography and I, I loved it. Uh, or mm -hmm. I would go to Africa and I would say, wow, look at those other people doing those things and making those incredible pictures. And I wanted to be a part of it. And essentially, mm -hmm. I became a professional photographer because law gave me the resources to be able to participate in that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, now, um, then, uh, you know, comes the many different uh enterprises, you know, uh, the different partners and so forth. What brought you to the concept of a place that the, essentially the community could go and create media? Hmm. I, I think I was, I think I'm born to, to teach. I just wanted to become, mm. a, I, and you may be referring to my meetup group or some of the other events that we hold at the studio. And uh, I think we've yeah. taught over 200 courses for free to the community as mm -hmm. part of the meetup group. We call it the South Bay, South Bay Fun and Creative Photographers Group. This mm -hmm. was just my way of giving back. And, and it started at a place where I, I, didn't, I didn't need to make a living from any of this. I was mm -hmm. having fun. I, w I had a day job. I was having a blast. And as mm -hmm. I learned more things, I taught more things. And that's sort of how it started. But mm -hmm. the, the, the real... The real nexus here is, it, it, was that I loved doing things that other people weren't doing. I wanted to shoot still photos at a millionth of a second. I wanted to, you know, take uh, movies at a microscopic level. I, mm -hmm. I just wanted to do these crazy things. And that was, as I learned more of that and I taught more of that, that became the basis for what we're calling the photographer's playground. A, a studio that has all of the tools necessary to have a great time as a photographer. And then we start to invite <laughs> people, you know, from the, from the community to come in and say, Hey, listen, if you want to take pictures at a microscopic level or movies at a microscopic level or high speed pictures or something more traditional like tabletop or portrait or product or, or whatever, right. 
we're sort of the place for you. Now, I guess that's where, now, where it all came from. Yeah, this is fascinating because the, you know, that one of the things that is universal for many uh, students of photography is like portraiture and, uh, and product photography. Oh, it's yeah. a whole, you know, science in and of itself. Uh, those hamburgers can't, you know, take pictures of themselves. Um, it's true, uh, true. very, <laughs> it's huge. Well, I mean, uh, well, you know, Jackie? Joe, you, you remember we've worked with Mark in the past and it right, right at the top of his, his intro that I read, you know, he's in, he want he's interested in helping artists, artists and businesses be successful. You know, Mark, mm-hmm. you are a natural born teacher. You know, that we, we know that because we've experienced it. Um, and, and we've seen you do it with so many other uh, people and other things. I know in your old studio, you know, you had all sorts of different groups and people and uh, entrepreneurs coming in and using your studio and you helped them out in, in, in numerous ways. Uh, people that mm-hmm. didn't have a place to go or didn't know what they were doing. You know, they had an idea, yeah. and, and we've seen you shepherd some of these people along, including Joe and I. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's fun. I've had, I've had the luck of being able to do that. Uh, when I first became a lawyer in particular, my livelihood did not come from the entertainment or the artist space. My livelihood came from the securities and the investment company acts and, 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 and all these very obscure areas of the law. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to engage with artists through, at the time, the Philadelphia and the New York Volunteer Lawyers for the Arts, and then ultimately the California Lawyers for the Arts, representing artist after artist after artist coming through the door that needed something, that needed some contract advice or some business advice. And and, and so I, I had the chance, e- even way before the studio, I had the chance to work with probably over the course of 20-some years, over a thousand artists and helping make their careers either more successful, at least give them a chance to succeed. Um, and most of those people, I, I, I wouldn't even remember. I mean, they were, you know, it, it was sort of in passing, you know, you need, we need someone who can look at this contract or, or something like that. And I think it, it's a combination of those things. It's me being a creative and me being an, a lawyer and a business person and an entrepreneur that, that lets us try to find solutions for people so that when they come through the door and they say, well, I'm looking for a video, but they haven't really figured out what the video is, what it's going to do, how it fits into their strategy, how it's going to be distributed, that we're able to say, okay, wait a second, let's take off this hat and let's put on that hat and try to solve the problem to make sure that you're as successful as you can be. Because if you just throw stuff at the wall, the likelihood is that while some of it might stick, you're not going to be successful. or It's not going to be right. a valuable use of resources or time. And we mm-hmm. want everyone to spend the money that they need to to be successful, especially in the art field where your resources are so limited that you really need to know what you're doing. But then with businesses, larger businesses, we find that they understand maybe a little bit of the creative or they understand a little bit of the social media uh, requirements, but yet they haven't really thought through the whole thing. It's they, they know the big picture, but not the small. And we're able, because we're entrepreneurs and we're business people as well as creatives, we're able to help distill what, you know, what a really good strategy is. So, yeah, I, I think we help businesses 
I, I think that's what we do. I don't think we're dream makers, but we're certainly dream participants. We like the idea of being able to part, be a part of somebody else's success. Um, so. Wow. Yeah, no, as I said, we've seen it, we've experienced it. And now, just right. for, for people listening, give us uh, a, an, an inclusive description of what your studio offers, what you offer and what your studio <laughs> offers. So people, people know, I know it's a lot, but we've got the hours. So tell, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, we're, uh, apart from all the business stuff that we talked about, which is background, uh, we do photography, video, and and live, uh, live, uh, live uh, streaming. I guess you would call it. It's not really live streaming, uh, but it's more live recording that can be streamed. Hmm. So, in other words, uh, my background is as a photographer, I and and as a sound guy, and so I'm able to take pictures and set up the product shots or the or the fashion or the, or, or the fitness shots or whatever it is. My partner, Nick Putnam is uh, his background is strictly in video and, and, uh, and cinematography. And so he is responsible for all of the video and the cameras. And so he usually takes the lead on any brand work for businesses and, and does a lot of social media content that requires video. Uh, although we both overlap quite a bit, that's mostly his area. And then we work very, very closely together on, on, uh, on any, any projects that come in. And one of the things we push people toward now is this concept of live recording. And that's a, there are a number of benefits when you record live, not necessarily stream, uh, but live streaming is awesome, uh, but live recording. And the reason for that is we, we find that clients are better when they know that they can't stop and do things over and over and over again. And then secondly, it saves all the editing time. So we're able to cut clients' costs substantially as well as make sure that the performances themselves are better. And then to the extent that someone goes live, then you have all the benefits of being live uh, with the search engines uh, and YouTube pushing that material out and stuff like that. So that's really what we do, photography, video, and and live recording. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we were able to, to match that up with with some really good, I think, strategy planning and uh, and an understanding of how to work within clients' budgets and things like that. So, but mostly it's a playground. Right. I mean, what do we do? What do we do? We play. <laughs> we we have all these wonderful toys, and mm-hmm. we know that there are no limits. We can come up with the craziest, coolest, most fun idea, and we can get it done. And that that makes me into a kid on a playground. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 such a you're providing an amazing amenity for you know we we focus on the South Bay, so <laughs> I'll just say the South Bay. But I mean, I, I know you work with people from all over the world, but and literally right in our backyard, um, and mm-hmm. and anybody in any business that needs any of these services can come to you, and 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 you can help them, which is is freaking amazing. To, to be honest, you know, it, it just is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. You, you know, I, you know, talk about a gem in the South Bay. So many people come to us and they didn't even know that the, the movie lot here existed. It's, it's really right. amazing. One of the coolest, most technologically advanced movie lots anywhere in the world 
is sitting right on Rosecrans Boulevard in Manhattan Beach. Um, right. It's pretty amazing. And and the story and the history there and what's being created is is just unbelievable. It's the home of James Cameron and Avatar. It's where America's Funniest Home Videos has been for you know almost all of, maybe all of its history. I'm not sure. Uh, Jane the Virgin and Grand Hotel and then OGN, which is that billion dollar. I don't know if it's a billion dollars. I'm just saying it prob- probably is. Maybe it is. Is the only gaming network anywhere like it in anywhere in the world, and it's all. It's all right here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Well, um, Joe, let's um, let's do a really quick commercial break, and when we come back, I want Mark to talk about because I get his his newsletter every week, and there's a whole bunch of different events going on. You have mixers, you have workshops, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to get into those, and we'll go through those. But right. Joe, let's do a really quick yeah. commercial break, uh, a station break first. Sure. Thanks. Sure. So, Mark, if you if you have time, uh, if you could grab that uh, during the break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. We're talking with uh, movers and shakers in the South Bay. Uh, of course, uh, today is Thursday. Thursdays at 8 a.m. It's South Bay Spot Spotlight, and uh, it, that includes the entire South Bay uh, food, music. Uh, businesses, uh, studios, um, and all of the above. And then on Fridays uh, at 8 a.m. is uh, Manhattan Beach uh, Chamber 360. Proudly, uh, we're sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. At 8 a.m. on Fridays, we discuss all of the same movies, music, uh, business, government, but with a focus on Manhattan Beach, certainly, and a focus on Manhattan Beach Chamber members. And uh, that's what we provide, ladies and gentlemen, hyper-local news and interest. Uh, Please join us. Please share this with your friends and neighbors. And, of course, you can share it with anyone, anywhere. You can just uh, email them a link, and they can uh, stay in touch and be in touch with the South Bay. So uh, back to you, Jackie. Okay, so Mark, um, I have some of your stuff up on my website. Uh, one of them is uh, an upcoming, there's an after work mixer. You want to tell us about that one first? Sure. Well, let me talk to a, a little bit about the day, which is uh, today is what we call Headshot Day. And that, that moves itself into our mixer tonight. Okay. Basically, um, basically, today is sort of a fun day in the studio. We have opened the doors to people who are looking for headshots and they want to come in and meet us and, and we'll take some really nice headshots and we're doing that for super cheap. I think it's $50 a headshot. So, um, but a full wonderful setup, but mostly that's just to get to know people and have some fun. And then we're moving into some snacks and some, some noshes tonight. And, you know, at six o'clock people haven't been on the lot and want to come on, come in, learn a little bit, see our soundstage and mostly get to know other people in the local business community. And that's at 6 p.m. Um, so it's nice. I, it, I think it's a unique environment. It's not like going to a restaurant or something like that. It's You're going to an actual movie soundstage and um, with people who are pretty casual, pretty creative, and, um, and uh, it's fun. It's a good time. I like that. So, so I would imagine it's a huge complex over there. You got all sorts of businesses in there, um, so but it's not just open to the people in in the studio complex. It's open to anybody, but you have to 
RSVP with your name so that they can get on the lot, correct? Well, that's a big deal, right? We, we're not, yeah. it's not like pulling up to a restaurant and walking in. Uh, through our website, uh, manhattanbeachstudios.net, on the calendar page, there's a way to RSVP. And when you do that, we know to put you on security. And that way you can come on in and they'll give you instructions for how to get to us. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, important. Yeah, it's an important detail. We don't want to miss that one. Yeah, they don't just allow anybody to just ramble onto the onto the <laughs> onto the studio. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. Um, so so today is headshot day. What time does that start? Well, after I get off the phone with you, oh, okay. um, I'm going to we'll head back in and we'll we'll set it up and then essentially if you're looking for a headshot today, all you have to do is RSVP. We'll be there all day, and come on mm. by. Yeah, it'll and, be uh, and, it'll be nice. And and so people will be coming and going, and then later on, maybe after work, they come back and they do the after work mixer, and they get to meet a whole bunch of new people. Absolutely, or come by for a headshot later, and then you could just stay. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. Do you do this? How often do you do the headshot day? Well, we we're. we're we are uh, we're just starting this. It's a uh, it's our our very first headshot day, and it is uh, going to be once a month. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to do it at least once a quarter when we try to do a, uh, our little mixer, and uh, we'll try to you know make sure that they overlap that day to try to make sure it's a, just a nice day in the studio. So we're thinking of doing a little get together about once a quarter headshot day once a month, and then we are starting something called the photographer's playground. And okay, this has been a dream that. of mine as a, as a kid in a, as a kid on a playground. Uh, this has been a dream of mine for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, but we, we have a lot of wonderful toys in the studio, product tables and backdrops and all kinds of stuff. And it's a way of getting local photographers together to do fun and creative things. It's, it's sort of a maker's workshop where, if you don't own the gear, but you want to play or you want to be creative or you want to be around creative people, come on in and you'll have access to all kinds of fun, fun toys. So that's, that's have, something you want some month as well. You, you, you have the fun <clears throat> toys. We know you have the fun toys. You have toys that nobody else has. We know that. Yeah, we right? have toys that nobody else has. That's right. <laughs> we are one of the only uh, studios in the world that shoots still photos at over a millionth of a second. We are. Um, we have high-speed cameras. Uh, we've got motion robotic sliders. So we've, got, we've got all kinds of things, and mm. and so it's an opportunity. It's a low-pressure environment where you can come in, you can play, you can learn, you can ask questions. If there's something you're dreaming of, this is you know this is a nice a nice way of getting some information, getting to know some people. So it's a. I think we we accomplish a lot of goals in one. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, okay. So, uh, you, you're talking about doing this photographer's playground maybe once a month. Is there a fee for that? Yeah, we're tr- we charge seventy five dollars, mm-hmm. and it it helps uh, you know it helps us to uh, you know make sure that we're we're really attentive that we're able to give one hundred percent attention to our guests that day, as you opposed know, to in- spreading ourselves thin. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Mark. Um, I know that a lot of photographers have their – they only use 
Nikon or or, or Canon, or they're very attached to their specific camera types. Um, right. So if people have their own gear, they can bring it with them and work with it, or uh, they could bring their own gear and then they could play with your gear. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, when I say play with my gear, I mean to, to an extent, uh, all of the lights and things like that. I think, I think if you're a Nikon person, you know, bring your Nikon gear, and uh, and you can plug in. You can trigger our lights. You can do all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I think my own personal cameras are are, are things I, I probably don't offer as as oh, okay. openly. Right. Uh, okay. But you, you know it. Because they're they're pretty high end and I have right. to use them constantly. So yeah, but so, so it, bring your own gear. Bring your, if you're a photographer, bring, bring your, your own, own camera. Gear. Absolutely, mm-hmm. bring your own camera. We usually do have at least one camera in the studio if you want to try it. If you want to learn a little bit about what Canon can offer, I usually have a 5DS available in in the studio, which is an an incredible uh, studio camera. It's a, it's about as good as they come, and we do have one in the studio at all times. Um, I don't. I don't know what that is. What is a Canon? Would you say DS? What is a it's, five? It's five, a five DS. It's it's a it's a fifty megapixel beast of a camera. <laughs> but it is it's great. I mean, we, we use it to shoot every everything in the studio. It seems like whether it's uh, headshots all the way to extreme high speed work. So it's a mm. it's a fantastic tool, and that's okay, avail- that's usually available to use. You're a Canon guy, then. Is, is is that what you're saying? You're a Canon guy. Oh well, I, I'm a Canon guy. So you're a Canon. okay. There, there's a there's a reason. One of the one of the problems, apart from the brand, that you, you kind of get stuck with the brand. The hmm. real problem is that you you get stuck financially to to this. It's by the time you buy the the camera body, that's that's nothing. That that only lasts a couple of years or, 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 or however long, but you then go and you start buying lenses right? and they all match up with that. So now every time I get a new camera, I can either go out and, you know, mortgage my house and try to buy all new lenses <laughs> or I'm stuck with the brand. And so I'm, I'm stuck with the brand. I can't, oh, yeah. uh, I can't easily move away from it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, the lenses and all the accoutrements can can get very very expensive. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I I was correct then. I was correct, but maybe not for the reasons that I thought I was correct. <laughs> I'm very open minded. Uh, we we have people who shoot um, who shoot Nikon. There's there's an incredible photographer uh, marketing company across the hall. They they only shoot Sony. Um, one of my other partners is now a Fuji guy. He's a Fuji rep, not a rep, but a, a sponsor. He's one of their photographers. So we, we see cameras, every kind of camera you can make. And the great thing about cameras now is that they're all professional. You can't buy mm. a camera now that's not a professional camera. But you have to learn to use it professionally. And that means access to making sure you have the right kind of lights. That's the most important. Secondly, yeah depending on what you do, you may require specialty lenses. You know, I don't, I don't go out. I'm, I'm shooting uh, the USC game uh, this, this Friday night, and that's going to have a, you know, an NFL lens. It's just the way it works. And so you can get away with, with, uh, with pretty much any camera body that there is and, and get started. 
for sure. What is what is an NFL lens? <laughs> um, it's a giant bucket that captures light. Uh, those are those massive lenses that you see out there. My my primary football lens is a 400 2.8 lens, and so that's a it's it's the thing you see on the sidelines. Massive pieces of glass. They're you know mm-hmm. they're more than most than many cars in terms of price. Mm. Um, mm. But they're they're light buckets. They're designed to allow you to fo- to capture so much light that you could photograph at a very very high shutter speed in fairly low light. So mm. that's that's why you pay the money. It is mm-hmm. now. Do you call it an NFL lens because is that is that the is that the name of it or do you go in? It, it, no, it's just, NFL, I'm just using it as shorthand for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm using it as shorthand. It's, uh, it, I mean, I use that lens for uh, bird watching and nature photography, and I even use it for astrophotography. But it, it's also my primary sports lens. Okay, okay. So it's, okay, you could use the NFL lens in Major League Baseball then, I imagine. Yeah, you you could, okay. but again, you know, <laughs> Jack, no that's reason, the funny thing. Right? Remember, we just said you start to invest a lot in in glass, and the answer is I would not use that in baseball because it's too much lens. It's too it has um, too long of a focal length. That to me, four hundred millimeters. I think baseball is perfect at three hundred millimeters. Four hundred is okay. a little too close. I, I cut off too many hands and feet. And so you end up saying, okay, well, I'm going to buy this lens and that'll be great for the football field. And I'm going to buy that lens and that's going to be great for the Oakland A's uh, stadium. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to buy Mm -hmm. that lens and that's going to be better for bird watching. And and then next thing you know, uh, you're stuck. You're totally stuck. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was gonna say the MLB lens, the soccer lens, the yeah. There, there could be all sorts <laughs> of. Uh... This is what. Yeah. Happens so you end up you end up looking at 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 life in terms of uh, distances or sizes, and so I know that if I'm going to shoot, you know, some a particular activity in in, in sports is one where you, you can't cut off hands and feet. Uh, as a professional, you you can't have too much lens, and you need enough lens in order to, to you know to capture your action, and so you end up putting yourself in these buckets, and say, well, uh, you know, this is for that, and this is for that, and again, it's it's the right tool for the job. A carpenter wouldn't try this? to use a staple how, gun to how, put a you know. How do you learn this, Mark? This specific where you're talking about is this just trial and error? You know, you went out to your first. Uh, you know, a neighborhood kids football game with a with a couple of lenses, and you figured it out yourself, or did you have a mentor for this? Did you take well, a I have, photographer? I have absolutely. I've got the greatest mentor in the world. Uh, well, there are two two of the greatest mentors in the world. The first mentor is YouTube. If you want to learn something, you know, start going to you. You know, start to learn. <laughs> see what other people are doing. There somebody's making a video on this at this very moment. On the other hand, I happen to be surrounded by a couple of the most incredible photographers. And when it comes to sports, I actually have a partner in the studio who is the most awesome sports photographer uh, in the world, in my opinion. I mean, there were, there were some others that I really respect, but Peter's one of the, one of the 
uh, maybe the greatest one who's who's out there now. And his name is Peter Reed Miller. He has shot I don't know how many thirty plus Super Bowls and fifteen Olympic games and on and on and on. And and I do all of his video work and we shoot games together. We're shooting the USC game together on Friday and um, mm-hmm. we shot Oakland A's together. You know, so yeah, I I think it's really important to talk and learn from people who actually are out there. They, because it's not enough to just know, Oh, well, that's the normal kind of lens, but you need, if you can talk to people and say, well, what's the light like in the Coliseum? What's going to happen when the sun starts to go down? Where should I be standing? What happens when, you know, it goes from day to night and the sun starts to set, what happens to the light? And you start to talk through, well, maybe you want to be here for that. Pay attention to this. And, and you start to understand you've, you've got people who have done this before. And I think the other thing, uh, Jackie is, is that there's no one way. And part of that is you want to be exposed to as many people as possible, for instance. And unfortunately here uh, with you, I'm, I'm going to forget his name, which is really sad because I think he's the best nature photographer in the world. Um, but when you go out and you shoot and you go to Africa, let's say, and you think, okay, mm-hmm. well, I need a lot of lens. I need a long glass in order to be able to capture things that are kind of far away. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's right. Most of the time, that's a good way to go. It's safe. You can maintain a good, good distance, but the greatest nature photo- photos ever taken are taken with an extremely wide angle lens with a guy who puts his camera down right in front of where the elephant is walking. And then he gets out of the way and he uses a remote control and his pictures are the greatest uh, wildlife pictures I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can go get the longest lens ever, or you can get the shortest lens ever. And both of them can be remarkable. Now, of course the other guy, I mean, elef- every so often an elephant steps on his camera, so you need a budget. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> I hope he works for National yeah. Geographic and they're, they're reimbursing him for uh, all the broken cameras. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, he, I think he's got a budget. Um, see joe this is what happens when when jackie goes tech on this show normally it's you you're the you're the tech head in in our group uh but this is what happens i i I don't know anything so uh i have to ask all of all of these what could be very silly questions but uh it's not it's probably not just me anybody listening might might be wanting to ask the same questions you know oh it's Mm -hmm. so fun i love tech i love this stuff i can't get enough of it (laughs) I get that. I get that. Well, let's move into uh, what other some of the other things that you're doing um, down at the studio. Oh my! Um, so what do we have going on? We are uh, one of the most fun things that we've been doing lately are these uh, shows, these YouTube shows. Mm-hmm. People have an idea, and they come in, and we build them a set which very often just means, you know, a really cool lighting background. And, and then we come up with a format. So one of our, our newest and remarkably successful shows that we're doing now is called travel tales with Debica. And she is a, Hmm. a natural traveler, particularly to India, uh, but also to areas of South America and uh, all over the world. And, And she has an incredible way of telling stories. And so we have just launched her show and we've got a few other uh, shows in the works. We are 
seeing quite a few commercials come through, particularly this uh, something going on now in in California where there there are almost no sound stages available, and mm. you know it's just there's so much production happening right now, and so we've been picking up a lot of that production part. We're seeing a lot of different projects that we may not have previously seen that would have required much larger stages. So we're seeing shoe commercials and uh, all kinds of fun things. A lot of music video work. It's uh, it, like I said, it's every single day is completely different. You know, with mm-hmm. all of the, I, I, I get what you're saying because like Netflix, from what I understand is, producing more content than I think anybody else. I I read something about it. I don't know the technical term for, you know, the technicalities of it, but there's a ton of content out there now. And with, as you said, YouTube and all the social media pages and stuff, people need places to go to create this content. And, and you're, and you're, you're doing that. Yeah, we're doing that. I, I, See, content can be created anywhere. I, I, you can do it in your living room, but w- when it starts to be move into more of a professional component, where you're right. looking for the right microphones and beautiful lighting, and, and you know, then you start to look for some space. And it's not just that content is being created, but it's that it it is now easier to create great content than it ever has been. What would have taken, you know, a week of planning in a studio, we can usually knock off in a few hours. And Amazing. so there's this massive wave of stuff happening. And you could tell, I, you know, the, some of the greatest television shows in history have all been created this year. It's, it's, mm. that, it's that Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and everybody has figured out a, ex- amazing ways to tell stories. And they have figured out how to get the cost down to the point where they're able to try and test more things than ever. We're not limited to this old model of you spend a lifetime trying to put a pilot together and then you have to pitch the pilot, then you test the pilot. Now you just release it and you see what the audience thinks. Wow. (laughs) So we are, uh, we are in a, in a new, very, very fun world where we get live time, live feedback very, very quickly and we can get a sense as to whether we're on the right track or the wrong track, whether it's something worth investing in or not investing in. Um, Wait, and that's that's great for us. Well, yeah, the internet. Not you know, we know how the internet completely interrupted the the recording industry. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, books. Uh, you know, publishing. Uh, it's interrupted everything. And this with YouTube and as you said, Netflix and Hulu and all this. Anybody, anybody can can do this, and everybody is doing it. Um, you you were talking yeah. about the woman you're working with who, who's a traveler, and she comes into your studio uh, to film. Does she does she do video, and and you guys work that into her show, or how do, how does that work? Yeah, so she is a essentially she's a podcaster. So her primary medium is audio. What we've talked about and, and uh, what we talk about with almost all of our clients is that the top two search engines in the world, Google and YouTube, are primarily video-oriented search engines. And mm-hmm. so the ability, whether you're doing an audio podcast uh, you know, 
only, you know, you, you want to get that through as many searches as possible. And so to the extent you're able to utilize video, it, it's a huge advantage when it comes to being found. Right. And so we do work with quite a few people who are doing audio only podcasts, but we're filming them. No different than what you would have seen with, I mean, Howard Stern was one of the people on the, on the radio who figured this out early. Videotape your radio show and you have a brand new, huge potential audience. And with YouTube, that's, um, you know, same content. So what we've done right. w with, with that particular show, as well as some others, is we essentially decorated her radio, her radio station. We still use AM radio microphones, and, and we do the whole thing. It's just that it looks really nice on camera now. And mm -hmm. so she is now able to tap into the audience, uh, you know, her audience, whether they are coming from an audio channel perspective or a video perspective so mm. it just is a wow. great way of expanding what she was already doing and she and she loves it she doesn't even realize the cameras are on and she just has conversations and they, they it all just kind of comes together that's amazing <clears throat> that's amazing i yeah. mean i mean literally any as i said anybody can do this right joe i mean if we wanted to you know get up and do the whole hair and makeup thing. I mean, we could do we could do our podcast from from his studio. Uh, you know, as a, anybody can yeah. do this. Okay. Yeah, well, we, you could right. do your podcast from your studio, and we can run cameras in uh, and mm -hmm. do live titling as if we were there in mm -hmm. the room. Um, mm -hmm. Technology's really made this rather easy. So, the the, the most yeah. important thing is that it sounds good and it it feels right for your audience. And, right. and with a little bit of forethought, we're able to typically come up with some solutions. Right. Well, it's amazing um, what's I'm, available I, out there. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm I'm very encouraged, Mark, because uh, whenever we talk to you, there's always a spark of creativity that is ignited in me, and I say, <laughs> we can actually make this work. We can figure this out. <laughs> We can so figure it out. That's to. the most fun part of this creative thing is that we can figure it out. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And uh, and we... I, I I like the oh, go ahead. No, no, Jackie. Um, no, I like I like what you're doing, particularly with the photographer's playground, and that even with all the fun stuff you can be doing, you're it's a place for photographers to get together. It's interesting because, you know, I know that restaurateurs, bartenders, you know, restaurant owners, I know that they have groups. There, there are actual groups, you know, where they can all get together and talk about what, you know, is going on in the business aspect of it and stuff. And, you know, there are musicians groups, you know, there are all these different groups of people that have a specific thing that they're interested in. Uh, some of them are casual, some of them more structured, but um, photographers, I don't know that I've, I've heard of, a local photography meetup group like this, where it's a monthly ongoing thing. I know that different photographers do, you know, oh, let's do a week trip to Yellowstone to take pictures and, you know, work with certain lenses. But uh, locally, uh, that must be nice. Because God well, knows, I think we it have comes so from a... many, we have so many incredible photographers in the South Bay. I mean, you know, you got your big names, you've got your Bow Bridges and your John Post, but we just have regular people. You know that that mm -hmm. have another that have a, another career job that just go out with their iPhone and they post incredible pictures 
yeah. you know, on social media. Um, you know, that you have other people, working photographers, you know, our friend Gloria has her own studio. You know, you see Kim West at every event taking pictures, uh, J.P. Cordero, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, Jim Stadler. <laughs> You know, who, who was a local guy, Sadler and Jensen, moving for years. He lives down in the Esplanade. He he just takes pictures from his balcony, and they're amazing. And, of course, you know, um, our friend Randy Ruby, who who died a couple of years ago, who mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. basically – he just he just photographed, you know, uh, the corner of the bay, you know, you know yeah. from you know from Avenue Wide to the Hill. I, it's, it's so so many incredible photographers uh, at all different levels – just doing what they love and gosh can you just imagine joe all of these people well if randy ruby showed up it would be really amazing uh, just, <laughs> you know, just converging, converging on mark's studio you know just to hang out and 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 play with their cameras and talk about you know what they're doing i love that yeah and and, and many of the photographers you just named are, are are amazing but one of the things that made them successful is their ability to market themselves we are surrounded by other bow bridges and, and posts. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a surf photographer in town, Dave Weldon, who he just goes out in the morning and he captures incredible photos of dolphins coming across surfboards. I, I don't know mm-hmm. where he comes up with this luck, but <laughs> his, his archives are just out of this world. And and he does it for the love of it. He doesn't have a gallery. He just he keeps going out every Saturday morning, and he keeps making these incredible pictures. Yeah, I think the the thing that we do that is unique when and I think you you touched on it a second ago is that we're not a store. I'm not trying to sell anybody a camera. I don't care whether or not you use our lights or you bring in your lights or if you have your own studio. I'm not in that business. I just want to have a good time. I just want to teach and meet these people and be inspired. And so for me, it, it really, it really honestly is just about trying to get photographers together because we're just better when we, when we feed off of each other. Um, I love that. I love that. And I love that it's in the South Bay. <laughs> me too. This is a short drive. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, no, no freeways involved. I love that. I love no that. Freeways. Um, listen, Mark, so give us, give us all the contact information. How can people get in touch with you? You know, I'm sure there are people out there listening that have their own ideas that want to share them with you. And can we do this and this, which we know you'll be totally up for. So give us, give us contact information. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm super easy to reach. My uh, my email well my the website is manhattanbeachstudios.net. We're right here in Manhattan Beach on on Rosecrans. Although you can't just drop by, you have to let us know you're coming. Through there, there's a contact form, or you can always email me at mark n at manhattanbeachstudios.net. M a r k n, as in Nicholas. Mark n at Manhattan Beach Studios. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty simple. Am I behind the times, but Manhattan Beach Studios, your Manhattan Beach Studios, uh, your office on uh, on Manhattan Beach Boulevard is, is – No, 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 only... no. You are behind the times. No, you're behind the times. He hasn't been there for a while. He's on the MBS 
Media Campus. Now, Mark, that's right, Joe. We started we started out in a in a, in a smaller space. Uh, if you remember, if you know the Comic Bug over in Manhattan Beach Boulevard, uh, we did. started out there, but we are not there. We have uh, we are we have our own sound stage on the movie lot, and it's really cool. And it's air conditioned for hot days. That's a that's a big <laughs> wonderful uh, wonderful advantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, Joe. He's got a whole he's got a whole setup. I was over there, and he's got a whole new setup. It's very exciting. So yeah, no, you're behind the times, Joe. You need Joe. You need to get out more. I've been telling you this for like nine years now. Okay, you need to get out more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jackie. I have to I have to step back and say Mark is not only one of the greatest. Uh, uh, photography uh, educators and uh, videography and, and, you know, uh, uh, media educators in the South Bay. He's also one of the greatest uh, attorneys in the South Bay because there were questions between Manhattan Beach Studios and uh, that guy that locates himself behind Comic Bug and those questions got resolved amicably in everyone's best interest. And now Mark is located at Manhattan Beach Studios. I applaud you, sir. He is, he is Manhattan Beach Studios. We are Manhattan he Beach Studios. Manhattan. And we are at, at Manhattan, Manhattan Beach Studios. Straight. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah. we're, we're in love uh, with everybody from the campus. We have an incredible yeah. relationship. We are the photography and video, uh, essentially, company on the lot. And so, okay. yeah, we are, uh, we are, we have, uh, I think we have, uh, we are, I think, I feel like every day that we're the luckiest people in the world. I'll tell you, it sure sounds like you're having fun. And, and you know, did I hear something that somebody just bought MBS camp, the MBS campus? I think my husband mentioned something about that. Yeah, so it, and I'm not the right person to 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 speak uh, too much. I, I could easily make a mistake, but yeah, Carlisle Group sold right. sold the campus, and it it has been purchased. And again, I'm I'm going to refrain from too many details for fear that I'm going to get names right. wrong and things like that. But yeah, the buyer uh, it, it seems amazing. They are. Uh, they, they have studio stages. They know this business. They're not in the real estate business as much as they are in the in the studio business, and they they get it. And I think it's a really great thing. I'm excited. Uh, and one of the greatest things for me is that the management of the lot of the campus has stayed in place. So all the people who I know and have built relationships with, and uh, and I really respect, are all there. They they haven't gone anywhere and they're making the campus better and better and better and it it is really a benefit to all of us that are that are located right. there. Right. Good to hear. Fantastic. Great to hear. Great to hear. Yeah, Joe, you're going to have to make a point of going over and stopping in to visit. I, I anytime. Will. I will. I will. You'll, you'll I will. be like a kid in a candy shop with all the techie stuff. <laughs> um. To to a point to a to a uh, every time we we meet with Mark Nicholas we we learn new things and we have new uh, enjoyable uh, times ahead. <laughs> so I'm excited about visiting. Uh, thank All you right, so much, well, let, let's Mark. 
Yeah, I was going to say, let's got to wrap it up. The hour flew again. Thanks, Mark. Well, you're always invited, Joe, anytime you want to come by. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. And, uh, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. And you won't believe it. We're going to have a fantastic show tomorrow. Please join us at 8 a.m. if you can, or certainly always in podcast. Have a wonderful uh, afternoon. Uh, come on over to Manhattan Beach Studios. Uh, get a headshot. It's going to be great. Uh, you need to RSVP, though. So uh, that's it. That's our show. Bye-bye, everybody.